Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. This is episode 76, and we have just kicked off our season of help. Uh, We know that moms need help. All the help. Lots of help. We are the worst about asking for help, right? But we have found that moms, when we can get together and talk about the help we need, we get the help we need. I feel like by the end of this season, we're just going to be so good at asking for help. We're just going to all be asking for help. I hope so because, I mean, to me, it it always surprises me, even though it shouldn't, how when I will just say to a mom, like, hey, I'm struggling in this area or I need help with this, like how much it actually makes a difference for me. Yes. And how willing they are to give. Yes. Like, yes, I would love to help you. So I will never forget, um, you know, just speaking of help, I remember with my kids, my first two kids, you know, I can be a little bit of a clothes horse. You know, I kind of like things like look a certain way. And with my first (laughs) two- Has that changed? No, I've been, I've, <laughs> I've gotten so much better, so much better. Haven't you seen me grow? Please say you've seen me grow. I still think you're amazing. And I think your house is amazing. Well, that's I think sweet. it looks amazing. That's sweet. But I have, I've let go of the pressure of it, I think, yes. a lot. Yes, So, like, when I had Caleb and Lydia, you know, Caleb especially, man, that boy was always, you know, dressed in the nights. We've talked about this oh, before on the girl. podcast, you know. I love the sweater vest. Always dressed in the nights. And, and then, khakis. Yeah. A little boy in khakis. And then Lydia came along, and I had them coordinating, and their hair was always just so, and she had the perfect bow to match everything. And then Caroline, the third one, comes in and just throws a wrench in the whole thing. Yes. Because she would not wear... The clothes that I picked out for her. You know, all these cute little things. That, and they were hand-me-downs. You said Lydia wore this, so you are wearing this. Yeah, but they were cute, you yes, know. Yes. But she would not wear them. The only thing she wanted to wear, like a friend of ours passed on some clothes to me, and they had like she had like some character dresses in them. Yes. Okay, well, Kate, I don't do character clothes. I don't like character <laughs> clothes. You know, Paw Patrol, Frozen, like that's just not really my jam. Right. And, but that was the only thing Caroline would wear. And so I remember being out to dinner with you and some of our other mom friends. And I'm complaining about this, like how frustrating it is to get her dressed in the morning for Mother's Day out. And one of our friends, Lydia looked at me and she said, Kate, this is stupid what you're doing. You are fighting the dumbest battle. Take that child in Walmart, let her pick out five outfits you will spend $40 and then she will just have a character outfit for every day. Every day. You know? Yes. Let her wear Frozen one day, Paw Patrol one day, Minnie Mouse one day, you know? Yes. And it was kind of like, oh. And sure enough, that's exactly what I did. I took Caroline. She picked that out. That was like the best day of her life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. She picked out some outfits. It literally, you know, cost not much at all. And then we were not having these fights anymore. Yes. But I just... It was such a silly, it's kind of, it was a small thing, but it was actually a big thing. Yes. Because it, it, when your mornings are, go awry with a kiddo. Yes. And so just another mom saying to me, let's take the pressure off that situation. Listen, and can I just say that the Paw Patrol character outfits from Walmart, those are wash and dry. You don't got to hang those things up. Yeah. Because they're, I don't know what they're made out of, but they're not shrinking. Some synthetic. So... (laughs) 
I love clothes that I don't have to worry about. Like, you could wash it with whatever. You could dry it with whatever. It's going to come out the same. Yeah. So shout out to Easy Laundry. Shout out. Well, so as we're talking about help, you know, one of the things that we have noticed coming up, and Rebecca and I's conversations a lot, and even what we've been doing here on the podcast, is we talk about our need for help, and we talk about how, first of all, we're not asking other moms, but we're not going to God with the things that we actually need help with, right? Correct. We're going to Google first. Yes. We're going to these... You know, just like you talked about in the last episode, that we're looking for earthly answers to actually spiritual problems. Yes. And so we really have felt led to create an opportunity for our moms here in this community to go to God for help mm-hmm. and to be more intentional about the way that we do that. So we are going to do a 30-day prayer challenge for our children with our Gather Moms community here on our Patreon, kicking off Monday, September 5th. And I want to tell you a little bit about what that's going to look like. So starting Monday, September 5th, you need to go to patreon.com slash gathermoms and you can subscribe. And when you join that community, what you will get starting on Monday is in your email inbox, or you can set up your settings however you want to receive notifications. But each morning you will hear from Rebecca or I will read a verse and then we will pray. And what we have done is we have created, we looked at what things that we want to be praying about for our children. And so we created a prayer calendar for 30 days. So it's actually like seven weeks because we're not, we're going to let you have off praying on the weekend. You could do that on your own. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) That's so nice. But it's the five days of a week. And so we, we thought about let's, let's kind of categorize and hone in each week on an area. So, so one week we're going to pray for their future for their spouse, for their future family, um, that they would follow God's plan. We're going to spend a week praying for their faith, that they would know God, that they would want to know his word. We're going to spend a week praying for their relationships, their relationships with us, their relationships with their friends. We're going to spend a week praying for victory over sin, over bondage. Strongholds. Yes. So really concentrated prayers, and we have scriptures to go with each of those days and that we can pray scriptures, pray truth over them, that we would be moms who are intentionally praying. Well, and I think it's a great opportunity for moms to experience praying scripture. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we're doing. We're letting God's word lead the way that we pray. And sometimes I think when you stop and try and pray, you're just trying to think of like what to say. What kind of words do I use? Well, we don't have to be creative in that area. We honestly can just go back to the Bible and just pray the words that are already there. So that's what we're going to do. That's right. And I think the two things that get in the way of us praying intentionally are like, we don't know where to start. Like, what kind of things do I need to be praying about? And then also we kind of fall off because we don't have accountability of a community. So moms, we've taken care of those two pieces for you. Yes. We've prayerfully thought through what kind of things we need to be praying about. We've set that up for you. And then we have a community here that's going to hold you accountable and cheer you on. And so we really... um, When you go and sign up through Patreon, you'll get a printable prayer calendar so that you can see everything that we're going to be praying about. It has all those scriptures on it. And we've also created cards um, that are printable. So you can, um, they say that I'm praying for you today that, and you can print those cards off and then write a note to your kiddo. You can put it in their lunchbox. You can set it on their bed, put it on their desk, put it on their mirror to let them know today I am praying for you that. And I love that because I think that's such a... Um, modeling example to our kids of, I want you to know that when you have needs, I'm not just trying to fix them through Google or earthly answers. I am going to God on your behalf and I'm asking for these things for you. Cause I have a teenager and that's what I want him to hear me say mm-hmm. is I'm asking God to provide victory in your life for this area. 
Yeah. So we'll have the link here in the show notes, but you just go to patreon.com slash gather moms and make sure that you do that right away. So you are ready to start with us on Monday, September 5th. That is right after Labor Day too. Oh wait, it is is Labor Day. Day. Yeah. Oh, Labor Day. Okay. Girl, you got the day off. You got plenty of time to be doing this. It's a good day to start it. You know, you could print out all your things, be ready to rock and roll. Yes. Yes. That sounds great. So we're in this series of help and, you know, we're kind of looking at like, what are we hearing moms say, the moms that are admitting with they need help about, um, or for us, what, where we need help. Yeah, come on. I mean, we really, we're like, hey, I need some help on this. Let's oh, talk okay. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things, Rebecca and I, that keeps coming up in our conversations is that we need help with like the crazy economy that we're dealing with and the finances and- Girls, just say it. We need some money. Money. Show us the money. Yeah. Where's the money? Help. I need some money. Help. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, it's it's just kind of crazy. And I think we even referenced that um, last episode or a couple before that, you know, Jeremy and I, we had to sit down and, like, relook at our budget because we haven't reevaluated things since inflation hit and everything. So, you guys, Rebecca and I, we wanted to talk with you guys about finances. And um, so, let me tell you something. That means talking about econ, Right. The only class I got a D in at A&M was microeconomics. I never even took that. What oh, is that? good for you because it is the worst. You got a D in it? Yes. How did you handle that? Not well. <laughs> no, not well. It's the only class. And, and I never even made a C, you know. So it hurt me. And it was at Texas A&M and I was in this huge lecture hall. And I, he would, the prof would be speaking and I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting this. And then we'd go to take a test and I'm like, oh, and I'd get the test back and you know, like clearly it was not translating for me. I even went to it and then we had something called 4.0 and go and you'd go and get like tutoring. So there'd be like a, a guy that would teach the class again, like dumb it down. Wow. Yeah. And we'd have practice tests and everything. And I even went there and I still got a D dude. Did, what'd you get on the practice test? Mm, I don't even remember, but I remember. I mean, that would have been a good indicator <laughs> for how you were going to do on the real test. But I remember feeling like, okay, I got this now. And then still I would fail that dang test in that class. Listen, you just go to a private Christian university. You don't got to be taking no micro econ. <laughs> we just like, hey, God's going to provide. Okay, yay! So, you know, economics and money and stuff can feel overwhelming to me. And, and you know, I feel like it can be for all of us. And so, you guys, I did this deep dive into, like, the state of our economy. I watched all these Dave Ramsey videos. I have read just, I mean, a million things. So I just kind of tried to simplify it down of like, what is happening? What is the state of our You're economy? our practice prof. Give us the dumbed down version. Yeah. So, Help us. So, but maybe take this all with a grain of salt because this is the girl that got a D in her economics oh, class. Oh, so we're saying it could be wrong. But I mean, this is, I, I did my best. <laughs> I did my best. Okay. Holy Spirit. That's uh, right. Come be with us right now. That's right. Okay. So we're talking about, we're dealing with inflation, right? And we, everybody talks about inflation. And do you know what the percentage that inflation is right now? 16%. Wow. Did you just pull that number out? Yeah. No. Okay. It's nine. (laughs) (laughs) I want to sound confident. Okay. Let me tell you what inflation means. Inflation refers to changes over time and the overall level of prices of goods and services throughout the economy. The government measures inflation by comparing the current prices of a set of goods and services to previous prices. Uh, Which we obviously know is higher. Right. So I don't know if there were you know, like it's like from last year. I think it's year to year. I, I think guess. it's year to year too. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Year over year. Okay. Now this super simplified this for me because we've been seeing, I mean, since 2020, since the pandemic, right? We've seen like this 
banana stuff happening, right? We know there's like a supply problem because yes. there's all these shipping issues. Then we know there's a gas and oil issue. Then when there's like some computer chip thing happening. Ooh, people can't drive their cars. Right. They're you know, buying cars, but they don't actually have the car because the car doesn't have the chip. No, there's no chip. There's no chip. Right. So then there's like this used car crisis. People are trying to get those, but then those prices are way up. Um, you know, we're seeing like all these wild things happening. So I loved this summarized it for Kate and her low skills with economy. So I liked that. Listen to this. This says the recipe for today's inflation. Start with two years of pinup consumer demand from pandemic lockdowns. Then mix in supply chain disruptions that reduce the availability of everything from computer chips to diapers. Add in ultra-low interest rates, which made lots of cheap money available. Finally, stir in a war in Ukraine that sent energy prices soaring. Voila, the highest inflation rate in 40 years. (gasps) 40 years? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, we were born. Like, I'm 43, so that was like when I was born. It was cheap. (laughs) It was cheap when I was born. Well, no, that was, it was, that was, we were in the middle of a crisis then again when you were born. Oh, from crisis to crisis. From crisis to crisis. So I just liked that because I felt like it summarized all the things we've seen happen in the last two years. Yes. Right. We had this crazy pandemic that caused all these issues, supply chain issues and everything. Then we've had, you know, um, the oil and gas issues. Then we had like people out of work and now people are going back to work, but they're wanting more money. And they have to drive their cars, and they can't afford the gas to get to work. Yes. And then you've got, you know, the Ukraine is called the breadbasket, right? So we're having a hard time getting wheat and stuff from there. Yes. Um, Russia is not the main supplier of oil and petroleum, but but they still are a major. And, you know, there's this war going on there. So it's just all creating just all kinds of nonsense. The perfect storm. So then it said, um, so consumer prices are the highest they've been in 40 years. On average, grocery prices across the United States have increased 12% in 12 months as of June 2022, the largest 12-month increase since April 1979. And see, I think 12% is too low. I'm like, I feel like I'm paying double Yeah. at the grocery store. My grocery bill is not just $12 higher. Like if you spend $100, it's not $112. I feel like my grocery bill is like twice. For sure, for sure. And so you're kind of reading those numbers and going, okay, well. It feels worse. Right. Okay, but so when you start really getting down into like some of the things that are actually costing more, like take bacon, for example, the average price is just now over $7 a pound, but that's up more than a 25% increase over, it was $5 a year ago. Yes. So it's protein costs more. Steak and eggs are both seeing a dramatic increase of nearly 20% or more. Yes. Have you tried to go buy a steak recently? No, we don't. <laughs> we cannot eat steak in our house. No, no people aren't eating steaks we anymore. We eat lunch meat in our house. We, for Jeremy's, for Father's Day, he wanted to do steaks, you know, for dinner here. And you think, we're going to eat at home. We're going to go buy steaks. We're going to go, uh, excuse me. No, that blew our grocery budget. Yes. For the month. It's more than going out to eat. <laughs> You're like, we could have gone to In-N-Out for cheaper than this. So, and actually, at-home grocery prices have increased a lot, but they've increased less than going out to eat food prices. But those prices are still up, too. Yes. I mean, you're going out to eat, and you're like, wait, didn't you go get a cup of coffee somewhere the other day? People, I'm not going to say where it was, but I thought coffee was like a dollar. No, it was (laughs) $3.59 for like... 
Like, I have a coffee cup, and you're going to pour some coffee in there. I don't have no vanilla syrup. Right. It's not a latte. I don't have fancy creamers. It was the thermos that they bring over yes. to the table, the carafe. It's There's just like, no way I drink $3.59 worth of coffee. And then you still have to tip that person. Did you tip them? Of course I did. <laughs> I'm a good tipper. But then you feel like, you know, I've got to tip you decently because you did come over and pour me coffee. Yes. Even though this coffee only, you know, it was $3.50. I don't know. Yes. Then all of a sudden you're looking at $5 or more for yes. brewed coffee. Mine is milk. I feel like yeah. milk is so much more expensive. Yeah. And we are bougie milk people. We love some Brahms milk. Yeah. Yes, that's all we drink. Uh-huh. And I remember when it used to be two for four. You could get two gallons of milk for $4. Okay. And now it's like four ninety nine a gallon. That hurts. That hurts. Okay, so we, for us, avocados. Now, I can still get avocados at Walmart for like 50 cents a piece, okay? But there's this little Mexican meat market down the street where we like to go and buy some of our avocados. They're so much better. Yes. Avocados are so much better. They're huge and they're ripe. Like, yes. If I do a Walmart pickup and they give me avocados, man, you could throw that at somebody and kill them because I'm gonna it's I'm going to use that in two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So I, I went down just a couple days ago to go get some avocados from there. Can you guess how much each avocado was? $1.69. (gasps) $3.50 per avocado. Did you turn around and say, I cannot be buying that today? No, because I really wanted guacamole. You bought the $3? (laughs) But you had to buy more than one if you're making guacamole. How many did you buy? I bought three of them. Oh, my goodness. You spent $10. On avocados alone. Okay, but that's still cheaper than getting guacamole at a restaurant. Okay. It is. It's still, you know, and we were eating it at home, and it makes a ton. Um, But... Then it's like gold. You're like, don't waste this guacamole, kids. 100%. You better lick that bowl. Yes. Yes. Um, And also, like, this is the fat and protein you're getting for the week. (laughs) (laughs) These are good fats. Eat them all. Yeah. Well, and because then I made tacos, but we're using ground turkey. You know, it's not like we're eating beef fajita tacos. Right. We're eating ground turkey tacos. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so here's just a few other price. I just thought this was interesting. So gas is, and these are um, a 12-month increase. Okay, so gas at its highest point was up 58%. Agreed. Yes, amen. Remember, do you remember the first time you filled up your tank? No, when it, it was, was ridiculous. Five, $5 or whatever? No, because you and I were in high school when gas was a dollar a gallon. Yeah, yeah. I filled up my car for eight, 15 bucks. Yeah. Now it's like 75 <laughs> well, and that's my minivan. You SUVers, you paying over a hundred a lot. Yes, yes. Um, used cars and trucks are up thirty five percent. Yes, amen. Bought one of those last year. Sit, same. Check, check. Um, airfare is up twenty four percent. I don't know if I've flown anywhere lately. Well, that's the thing. You not- have. You went somewhere this summer. Yeah, my parents paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, even though the prices are up. There's no reliability on that airfare. Oh, airfare is a nightmare. So you don't even want to go because you're not sure you're actually going to get on the plane. No, you have to, flying right now, you have to completely change how you're thinking about the flight. Like, you've got to be checking, even the morning you're going to go, you've got to be checking that app to see, is that flight canceled? Exactly. Is it going to make? You're at the mercy of them. Yes. Yes. Um, and then beef is up 20%. Yes, agreed. That's obvious. Just in yeah. general. Yeah. So I did some research on kind of like, the oh, and those things I just listed, by the way, are the five biggest culprits. Um, another big one is furniture and clothing, um, but those are less than those five major things. You know, when we're talking about a twenty percent increase, a fifty-eight percent increase, like that, those are huge. Yes, you know? that's a lot. Um, 
but just in general, everything is up. It looks like from the economists that I read, things are cooling and it's going to get better in 2023, but we've got to make it to 2023. And the government's just putting out this like inflation act to help everything cool down. But I know, see, and, and I'm like, not going to say anything. Where are y'all getting this money to do this? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Ooh, girl, watch me some news. Yeah. But you know, they offset the price of gases and everything, but of gas, but still, you know, you're like, do y'all just, are y'all just playing with monopoly money over there? That's like, what I feel like. <laughs> That's actually a great way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then we're seeing houses change now. I mean, you know, here where we live in Texas, but I think it's pretty much been nationally, you know, the houses, I mean, the people behind me sold their house for almost three times what they paid for it. (gasps) Are you kidding? No. And, you know, then you start going like, okay, well, should we sell our house? No, because we can't buy another one. No. But you feel that. It was like this frenzy. Did you yes. feel the no, frenzy? No, the frenzy. 100%. Yes. Um, but, you know, the interest rates are back up. You know, Also, now all these houses in our neighborhood have sale signs and they're not going anywhere. Right. So I just was watching something on TikTok the other day. I was watching this realtor and he was saying, I'm curious to see if this happens. If the prices of houses start coming down a little bit because now interest rates are up at 6%. Right. So there's got to be an offset in that to. cost somewhere. Yes. You know, but that whole, that frenzy that was going on has seemed to like cool down For here, sure. where we are a little bit. Yeah, I agree. So I looked into, there's like some really great mom stuff out there of like kind of some ideas for how we can cut costs and things that we can do. So I just want to get like really practical. One of the things, I watched a few videos and one of the things that a mom said that really stuck out to me of like things that we can maybe stop buying or where we can cut back. And one of the things she mentioned was just holiday decor. Okay. Because I feel like we feel this pressure sometimes yes. of like, as soon as Hobby Lobby puts it out, we go get something. Right? Yes. It's fall. Now our house has to look like fall. Yes. Right? It's Christmas. Now our house has to look like Christmas. Our, it's spring, right? And she was like, honestly, think about that. You know, it's work for you to put all that stuff out and then put it away. Agreed. It's other clutter that you're having to store in a storage box somewhere. Um, and then it's costing you, you know, and you... It's just, it's not something that's really necessary. For me, that stuck with me of, hey, that is something, because I am so guilty of like, I'm walking through the Target dollar spot and it grabs me. And I'm like, oh, these little cute pumpkins are only $5 each. Well, I, I just bought 10 of them. So now there's, I've got $50. Did you really? No, but that's. Okay, because I stood in front of those pumpkins too. And I was like, I am not paying $5 for that thing. <laughs> No, girl. But that's the kind of stuff I do. Yes. And I think, oh, I'm getting a deal. But then really, yeah, I'm not. No. And I probably have those in my attic. I just need to go find them. It, exactly. Yes. But that whole, that all leads to like the, the, the crunch of the storing, the decor. Yes. And, and then just, I mean, moms, we're already maxed out. Do, does our house really have to look like fall? If it brings you joy, go ahead. But like, if you already have it, can just use the stuff you have. That's an area where we could potentially cut. I love that idea. That's great. So practical. The other thing they're saying, because Christmas is right around the corner. The other thing that they're saying is that there's there have been all these fires and we are having these issues and stuff. Christmas tree prices are going to be up. Are they really? Yes. And so um, artificial trees, they're looking at like a 25% increase. And then in some regions, especially where there has been fires and, and things, I mean. I didn't even think about that. Those are burning down our Christmas trees. Yeah. What? Yeah. I need to put that on the news. Ah. Nobody's told me that. Well, maybe it's coming. Watch watch it come on the news. You're like, oh, we talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> but supposedly Christmas tree prices are going to be up. Because we always do a real Christmas tree. Yeah. And last year it was higher. It was, was it? considerably higher last okay. year. But yeah. I was like, no, we have to. Yeah. 
what if we don't have a Christmas tree this year? Well, I mean, dog, it would be okay. You know, it would be okay. But you, you see can, the tears in my eyes. Uh, yes, but you have artificial trees. I know you do. I think we actually got rid of them last year. Really? I think we put them out at the street. I remember you had one out of the street it for a while. It was free. I was like, somebody come take this. Now yeah. I need it back. Who are you? <laughs> Go get my tree back from you. <laughs> Give it. But there's things like that that we can look at of like, do we really have to have this? You know? Um, it's, and I just think that's the filter we're needing to put things through now. I Instead of living in this place of like, Oh, I have to have this. Really looking and asking that question, do I really have to have this? good question. So like even yesterday, so I got um, an email from Old Navy Navy that said 50% off activewear. And I don't know about you, but anytime I get that email, I'm like, I need to get, you know, my kids need things and they're 50% off, you know. But I just bought back to school clothes for the kids. Yes. They don't actually need anything. Right. But I caught myself shopping and even putting it in the cart. And then I went, wait a minute, Kate. No. You know, you don't actually need this stuff right now. Like, right, right. The kids are fine. Yes. They have plenty of stuff. Like, don't pull the plug up. You know, don't don't push purchase on this. Yes, yes. Advertising gets us in trouble. Yeah. And so that's, you know, one of the things is, you know, turning off those emails and those notifications so that we can decide when we want to purchase instead of being at the mercy of all of this advertising that that's tells us. so good. Yes. We got it. You got to do it now. Right. Um, okay. And then there were a couple other things that they talked about that were just really practical. One is obviously carpool. Like if you, gas prices are high. So if you have a mom that's going to the same school as your kid and stuff like that, I, it cracks me up when like all of the moms on our street will be all pulling out of the driveway at the same time to drive down to the school. Yes. You know, be neighbors. Why can't y'all just like Say, okay, I've got this week. You've got next week. Yes. You know? Yes. Let's carpool. Well, and all these after-school practices, like we got a bunch of boys in our neighborhood that play football together. We need to all get them in the same car. That's right. Yeah, we do not need to all be driving to pick them up. That's exactly right. Except that it smells really bad. So when it is your week, it's just really hard. Just kidding. Yeah. Caleb got in the car yesterday after his cross-country meet, and I can't even explain mm-hmm. to you the mm-hmm. smell. I know. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. And then I'm just picturing, I mean, he's like in a full on flop sweat and he's sitting in my, the car and I'm Oh, like, you're thinking about the car. Yeah. Get that off my car seat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, next time bring a towel for him to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is, you know, canned good prices are up, but even still, those are, we don't throw away canned can goods. You know, think about how often you're throwing away fresh fruits, fruits and vegetables. So true. So when you can sub out, you know, tomatoes, green beans, things like that, and use canned goods there, that actually saves us so much money in the long run. Yes. And they're also saying frozen, you know, is still a really great way to have those fruits and vegetables stored away where they're not going to waste. Right. You're having them and you can use them when you need them instead of they have an expiration date and you're chunking them yes um beans and rice i love beans and rice yes beans and rice are still a great way to go to keep groceries low you know they even talked about subbing beans for meat i mean you know beans are a great protein and that it's okay to have like meatless monday or something and listen we need to do that on our social like everybody share your favorite bean recipe yeah we all can get on the bean train yeah get on the bean train and just you know let there be a meatless day. And that's the other thing I saw of just switch, being willing to switch out your proteins. You know, okay, you may have been doing a beef roast. Well, could you do a pork tenderloin? Yes. You know, start thinking about like, can we just sub our meats? Because that's really what's costing us a lot of money. 
So I found something that was really cool that I wanted to share with you guys, and it's called the Basket app. So it's okay. called Basket. Okay. We'll link it in the show notes. So this is really neat because you can put in your grocery list and then you can compare, you, you click compare and save. And you've already clicked like the stores that you like to shop at. By the way, y'all, we've got to listen. Unless you are just doing great right now, we're not going to Whole Foods anymore, right? <laughs> we are going to Aldi. We are going to yes. Walmart. We yes. are going to Costco, right? Yes. But you you put in the stores that you want to shop at and you put in your grocery list and then it will pull for you what the prices are at each of those stores. So I was shocked, Rebecca, because like my half and half um, is up to three fifty. I get, you know, there are some things I'm willing to Say pay it, bougie. organic bougie. for. That's all right. I yes. got bougie milk. You okay. got bougie half and half. Okay. So it's $3.50. Well, Aldi was running a special. It was 50 cents. Like a sale? It was like a sale It was a sale. But even still, it's worth getting my tail over to Aldi. Yes. And getting a few things there. Yes. Like nuts are historically um, cheaper at Aldi. Cheeses are less at Aldi. Like there are some things when you start looking, you go, oh my goodness. Yes. You know, and we're just having to look at those costs again in a way that we just didn't a few years ago. No, I agree. And one app that I've recently, or one thing that I've recently subscribed to is a grocery delivery service. Okay. Which sounds crazy. Cause yeah. you're like, how can you afford that? But I love to shop at Kroger. And what I have found is when I look at the sales online and put things in my cart online and don't go to the store, I don't buy as much. Yeah. Because I'm not walking down cookie aisles and chip aisles and just picking things up. Yeah. And I'm basically buying the same stuff every week. So right. it's a recurring yes. grocery. Yeah. And so they actually bring it to my house now. Next day, it's not same day. Yeah. But it saves me the gas money and the time. Yeah. To go shop. And it saves me money because I really am only buying the things that I know we're going to use that week. So I am so with you. And I think um, I do that with my Target app and just doing the pickup because I'll think of something that I need from Target or for us, like buying birthday gifts that we need that day. You know, like yes. we're going to pick it up on the way you to know, your party, to the party. Mm -hmm. But doing the Target pickup saves me so much money because then I'm only actually spending, you know, the 20, 30, $50 instead of 300. They know when you walk past the dollar spot, exactly. you're going to buy a pumpkin. Exactly. You know, or I see, I'm like, Oh, this rug, I just have to have, no, I don't actually have to have it. You no. know? Yes. So just making some choices where we're being more intentional about how we're spending our money. I, I just, I think it's important for us to talk about this because we're all feeling the strain. You know, it is a universal problem. It's not like anybody's like, oh, I feel like we have such a surplus. You know, we're cutting back on vacations. We're cutting back on um, family pictures. We're cutting back everywhere because People are strapped for cash. And as moms who are watching, especially the grocery budget, um, you're looking at your electricity bill, the water bill. We're all feeling the pain. And, you know, we're asking for help um, because just as a mom community, just to say, we get you. We're in this with you. Everyone is feeling it. So we wanted to be able to share just some insight from scripture too, because I mean, honestly, God talks about money all over the Bible yeah, yeah. and this is not unique to us in 2022, right? This is something that has been a part of people's lives since the beginning. Yeah. And, um, even if you talk to our parents and grandparents, they went through times where like goods were scarce, prices were up, things like that. So it's funny when you can remember back to, I thought it used to be cheaper, 
But this is something that God talks about throughout scripture. And something that I thought was so interesting is that I read about redeeming our use of money. Mm. So you've probably heard about redeem your time. Yeah. Where we're trying to make the best use of it, knowing that we have a limited supply. Right. And so we try to use our time to do the things that are most beneficial. Same thing applies to our money. We have a limited amount of money. And so we're trying to make the best use of the resources that God has given us. I love that. To redeem means to buy it back, to regain possession of it. Instead of letting somebody else determine how I spend my money, I'm going to redeem it for what I know God needs to use for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And so just that question, how can we redeem our money in a time when it is scarce and things do cost more? So just a few things that I want to share. One is that we are trustees. So God is the owner and we are the stewards. Mm -hmm. We are trustees of what he has given us. And so we want to make sure that we're using it for his glory. Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. It's good. Guys, it's all God's. Yeah, that's right. I mean, even for the unbeliever, it's all God's. Yeah. Even for Target, it's all God's. Yeah. Even for the advertising company, it's all God's. Mm. Like God is the owner of everything that we see here on this earth, including our bodies. And so we are trustees of that. We want to make the best use of what he's given us. And so when I remember that the money that's in my bank account is really God's money, I spend it differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I remember that the house that I'm living in is really God's house, I take care of it differently. That's so good. And so we're going to redeem our money that way. The second thing we can do is just to be grateful. I feel like we talk about this all the time, the attitude of gratitude. Yes. But literally, it solves a lot of our issues. It's game changing. Yes, it's game changing. Attitude combats the sin of envy. And Mm. I think that's part of what our issue is right now. Even with that housing market, when we talked about it was so hot, a lot of that was just envy. Mm -hmm. That that we saw somebody else with a bigger house or more, and oh, we, we could do it right now. That could happen for us. And so we're just jealous. We see what others have and we desire it. We feel frustrated that we don't have it. And then this is the kicker. We think somehow that God has left us out. Yeah. That God has given something to someone else that he's not giving to us. Yeah. First Corinthians 4, 7 says, what do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? Hmm. When I am grateful for the things that God has given me, it changes the way I look at others. I celebrate their wins instead of seeing it as a loss for me. Yeah. I see how well taken care of I am. Even when I think I don't have enough, I have so much. And so this attitude of gratitude, it helps us redeem our money. And then the third thing is just being content instead of discontent. And so just the the question of why do we so quickly feel discontent with what we have? <laughs> yes, so quickly. The thing, too, that, you know, we prayed for or wanted so badly, then we get it. And, I mean, in just the quickest amount of time, we're all of a sudden discontent with it, and it's not enough. And as moms, we see this with our kids constantly. Yeah, as yeah. soon as we buy them something, like, you know, when you're in the store, even the dollar store, and your kid's like, please, just yeah, buy me have one to thing. Have it. I have to have it. And you get home, and they never touch it again. Yes. They're so quickly discontent. Yeah. But we are the same way. Uh-huh. I read this quote from Floyd Allen, an executive at General Motors. He said this in 1929. Advertising is the business of making people helpfully dissatisfied with what they have in favor of something better. Wow. Doesn't That's, that sound like the devil? <laughs> yes. Helpfully dissatisfied. Oh, but I really do need. No. What you have is plenty. The rug. You have a great rug. Yes. You don't need another rug. Yeah. You have great clothes. You don't need more clothes. Yeah. 
But that's what our advertising and marketing is doing to us. Right. When we see all these ads, all these emails, all these sales, uh-huh. we just immediately feel discontent with what we have. Yeah. You see for sale signs going up and you, it's this twinge of like, oh, should I be doing that? Am I missing out on something? Yes. And I think that's one of the keys is that we just have this natural inclination to think that somehow we've been left out mm-hmm. of the gain. Yeah. And that really says something about what we believe about God. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we think God is doing? Is he kind and attentive? Does he see us when we feel burdened and anxious? Is he good? Mm -hmm. Does he sustain us in our needs and bless us when we don't deserve it? Mm. Is God sovereign? Does he see the big picture of eternity and work all things for his glory and goodness? Mm -hmm. If I believe those things about God, that he's kind, attentive, good, and sovereign, that I can trust that what I have is enough. That's right. That he is providing for my needs. And even if I don't know how the money is going to come in to pay for that electric bill or that grocery bill or that one more thing the school says my kid needs to have, I'm going to trust that he's going to provide in the moment for that thing. And I've seen him do it. You know, I think we have both, you know, it can, in the moment we can forget, but I can look back and, you know, story after story of how we just saw God show up with exactly the amount of money we needed. Um, And it's so easy in times like this to want to stop tithing, to feel like we can stop giving to the church or because we just feel like I just don't have anything else to give. Um, But it's in those moments of being faithful to what you know that God has called you to and and being obedient um, that we see him show up. I think when we tithe and we give, it's a reminder of exactly what you talked about, that these are all God's things anyway. I'm just a trustee. And so I'm giving back to him something that was his in the beginning. And in that simple act of obedience, we are saying, I trust you. I don't understand how this is going to work, but I trust you. Oh, that's so valuable, guys. When you can say to God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. When you build that in your family, in your kids, in your bank account, mm-hmm. God, I trust you. Hebrews thirteen five says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8. True godliness with contentment is is itself a great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let's be content. Mm. And then Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Not that I am speaking of being in need, this is Paul, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's so good. And that scripture, I mean, you know, we hear Philippians 4.13 all the time, right? But it truly is a scripture about contentment. And it's, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, this is a hard time. We are all feeling the tug, some of us more than others. Um, and, and just if we can look at what we really don't need um, and, and look to the one who provides truly for all of our needs and trust him and just say over and over, God, I trust you. And I'm willing to cut my Starbucks drive through I'm willing to cut, you know, these little perks that I felt like I had to have. I really don't have to have those. What I have to have is you, God. Agreed. So good. 
Moms, we're so thankful that you joined us today. We love you. Um, we are rooting you on as you shuffle your grocery list around and set up carpools and all those things. We are in it with you. We will get through this. Well, and let's help each other. Like yeah. when you see something on sale at Aldi or, yeah. you know, there's a great coupon out there. Share it with your mom friends and let them know, you know, let's be in this together. That's right. We love you, moms. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Moms, join us on our Patreon community starting September 5th as we do a 30-day Pray for Our Children challenge. Just go to patreon.com slash gathermoms to get all the info you need.